This is your co-host, Mark, former Hooper, college Hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training. Here with my guy, says kids, future partner in coaching and business, GZAC. Hey, what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald, Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us and let's get straight to the episode. My brother, what's up with you, bro? Hey, what's good, Mark? How we doing? Pretty good, man. Fresh off of practice, you know, so hey. back in the gym. For sure, for sure. We definitely got to dive into that here soon, for sure. Definitely. How but, you, man? But- How's work today? Oh, it's cool, man. Just a, another long day. You know how it goes, but now it's time to record episode 34 of the Breaking Barriers pod. Crazy, man. Let's get to it, though. But, but you know, first we got to get to the fans, mm-hmm. show our love and appreciation to y'all, and also Spotify and the whole gang, and uh, Anchor and the whole gang, uh, everybody, you know. For sure. Yo, no, no lie, this is the first time in, like, probably like four or five episodes that I'm actually recording off the Anchor app. Wow. Oh, yeah, you back on there? Yeah, I remember I was having all them issues, and you would send it to me. I was just recording off Safari. Yeah, that is. And awesome. now I'm actually in the Anchor app, so bringing back some memories, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we back. Finally. But, yeah, man, so I know it's been a little over a week since episode 33. Right. And, man, I mean, honestly, bro, this is the first episode – with no live basketball since the the TBT started, the NBA bubble started, the WNBA bubble started. I mean, it's just crazy to think we started all this back then when there was no live hoop. It was pretty much just us talking whatever we could find. Wishful thinking. Talking about the last dance. I mean, it, we, we've been out here for a minute now. Facts. You know, pushing brick by brick, like we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... We was speaking in existence, if you think about it. We was always saying we hope the NBA come back. If they could do this, then it'll work. You know, if they could follow the TBT. And uh, long behold, they came back and we had a, a special season in the bubble. For it sure. Was different, of course. But, um, you know, life is back born without basketball, bro. It is. That's what I was about to say. Like, what you been up to since the Lakers took home the chip? So, oh, you, you touched on it. I mean, I know. I know you're back in the gym. I know you're working a lot, but I mean, how, yeah. how's that been going? It's not bad, bro. You know, um, been doing a little few private workouts. Uh, so that, you know, that's, of course, that's dope, of course. A senior in the alma mater, Kennedy Catholic. Yeah, man. I got to send you some film over. I only, I only recorded like one little part of the session. Mm-hmm. I got to send you the workout, you know, see your, see your floor all over again. For sure. For <laughs> but, sure, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was dope. And then, um, you know, we had practice. This is our second practice for our regular season um, for the school team. So, it was dope. We got to wear a mask the whole time. That's the only horrible thing about it. Even when the kids are running and playing? Even when they're running and playing. From the time we step on the school premises to the time we get them off. We gotta, yeah, bro. We gotta that's, literally do it. That's tough. I mean, I know you you had a taste of that to some extent a couple months back when there was the short run of AAU basketball back in Western Pennsylvania. Right. I know y'all are rocking mess. Um, I mean, shoot, it's definitely weird, right? It's gonna get yes. some uh, taken used. 
that it's definitely nice to just get back in that gym and get back with your kids. I mean, this is your third year with that group, This right? is my second with this specific team, but mm, it's okay. my fourth year down there in the league, period. Coming, go, going man. into my I mean, fourth hey. year, I should say. But, I mean, it's the, it's the run-back what... season, bro. Right. I mean, that's what I've been hearing. I mean, I bet you a lot of them kids wouldn't even have came out if you didn't come back and coach this year. Yeah, it was – it was definitely some uh, thoughts on them not doing it. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I ain't really telling nobody. So uh, this, is, this is the first time people will hear it when they listen to this. I was actually looking to leave after last year. So it was uh, it was kind of a – I needed them sort of thing, and they needed me almost. Yeah, I got and you. Them, I mean, you know, hey, wasn't satisfied. It, go, it goes both ways. Right, for, for sure. We wasn't satisfied or – we ended last year, and uh, we've seen a lot of things that we can uh, adjust to. And we actually just – that's what I meant to tap in with you and tell you too, bro. We just – we actually uh going to be running Newcastle League down here in Sharon this year. Oh, for Yeah, because oh. Newcastle, uh, they, the COVID cases is horrible down there still. Yeah, I see Yeah, that. so they can't really um, hold no tournaments or nothing. I don't know what they plan on doing for their season. For their varsity or anything, unless they don't do fans and stuff like that. But yeah, we're holding the league. So being that we're holding their league, we can um actually get in for free and not have to pay and stuff. Hey, that's big time. I mean, that's more opportunity for not only you but for the kids, and honestly for the community as a whole. To, if there are able to have fans within the within the gym, able for the community to get out and kind of check y'all out and just essentially bring uh sharing basketball back to a, a top-tier level, starting from the bottom in the, the eighth-grade level and rising it up to ninth-grade JV to varsity. Definitely. And, I mean, like, you know, it's last year we, we we got to talk about it, but it was hard to really schedule scrimmages and stuff with teams. Um, you know right. how we were brought up and stuff. Like, we don't, we don't dodge direct. You got you mm-hmm. to hoop where they're good at, and that's just mm-hmm. to it. So, um, we didn't really get to do that last year. So, like I said before, it's kind of a, a, a good thing, you know, that we was all able to come back together because now we get to uh, play against some quality teams that we don't see at all. And uh, That's tough, yeah, man. That's so tough. It's going to put us in a better spot than putting us in the worst. For sure. But, hey, I mean, you said tonight was day two, second practice. Yeah. Got a lot to build on, man. You know, it's a long season. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're coming straight out of football or or soccer or whatever those kids were doing. You know how it goes when you're a younger kid in that right. sense, which is good. Exactly. We I think we both practice and preach that we want a lot of our kids to participate in more than one sport because obviously we definitely did that growing right. up. And I think that carries over into the game of basketball as well. So I know you got to get them back in shape, get them back in uh their basketball groove, and then you can kind of build off that. For sure. And it's, you know the crazy thing is we I, we play next month on the 8th. Dang. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround, bro. So it's like I don't know. I I don't know the true circumstances on, like, if we knew from the start we was going to be in it or if we just jumped on the opportunity. But um, shout out to, to uh, Coach Zach Sarver, the varsity coach, mm-hmm. for um, yes, making it happen ASAP because, I mean – he if he if he jumped on it, rather he jumped on it or he knew he was gonna be doing it, he definitely looking to put the kids in some big competition. And this is fourth through sixth grade, so 
Hey, he's not dodging. He's tough. not dodging wreck nowhere, bro. No, man, that's actually really big time in the sense that the head varsity coach, so the top level of the food chain within that within that school system, right? right. I think it's very important for that guy or or gal, whoever's in that position, to kind of like I touched on a couple minutes ago, build from the ground up. So for someone like him to be very invested in actually engaging within the lower levels of the program, that's how you establish a winning culture and an overall winning program for sure within your school system. So, I mean, honestly, man, that's what Coach Mancino used to talk about at Kennedy. That's kind of how we were brought up. I know we went to St. Joe's, Notre Dame, a lot of different parochial schools, but all the Kennedy coaches were always at our games. They are always in our ears just getting us ready for that next level. And shout-out to Coach Sarver, man. I mean, that's how you how you build from the ground up and get your program Definitely, out. man. And it, it just shows that he he connected all around and not just his varsity team. And um, he's showing the kids that we want them to be great too. So, um like we've been saying, it's, it's big for him. I'm looking forward to the competition because, uh, you know, the kids came to me and told me they want to go undefeated this year. So, yeah. you know, they, they've they been working. They had two great practices. I mean, we had to basically beg them to leave the gym because the varsity had practice right after us today. And our, oh, our kids were still trying to get at it. So, you know, they're hungry and motivated. Hopefully we have a good season. Hey, that's a good sign, man. You never want kids that are ready to get out of the gym, right? Right when that 7 o'clock uh, marker hits, they're like, all right, my mom's outside. I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go play the game. I'm trying to go do whatever. Right. So if you got kids that are trying to stick around, put in a little bit of extra work, I think you got a good group over there. Definitely, for sure. man. For them to be this young, bro, I mean, I don't know. I, being at this generation is so different than we was, it's like, it's almost amazing me how, you know, how motivated they sound. Like, they sound older than they really is, like, hey. talking to them. So, you know, just stay tuned. Hopefully we have some uh, – we'll be able to have fans and um, we'll have some film up. Hey, you got to try and get some live stream type stuff too. Bro, I'm trying, man. I actually just tapped in with somebody out here that do film. So I'm going to try to see uh-huh. what's up with it. No lie, uh, hit up uh, Ike Bug. Hey, listen, Ike Bug is so hard to get in touch with, man. He Hollywood, bro. He <laughs> he asked me to come on here and talk hoop with us, and I oh he should. I ain't heard about it from him since. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll yeah, hit you him know up. y'all Legion, y'all some Legion guys, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> not because I mean they're nice with the camera over that way. Him and Trevor, yeah, definitely. So. Shout out to them too because they tap in every week. For sure, for sure. That'd be a dope collab for us and for them. So yeah. For sure, man. It'll definitely be some from definitely be some film. You know, Coach G, I I'll need your uh input from your side, yes, man. Sir. Of course. I got you. I got you. But hey, that's even making me think about our next topic running into today's segment. What last not this past weekend, the Saturday prior. Mm. We had a little Zoom meeting. It was me, you, and a dude out in New York, New York City. Right, right. Our our boy named Yinka, Y-I-N-K-A. Look him up. We follow him both on Instagram. He reached out to us about the Run app. Right. So, I mean, you want to give a little uh, breakdown of what the app is, and we can kind of go from there. Just shout him out a little bit, and we can just chop it for a minute about it. Because I think that was a – Really cool opportunity, not only for us, but for our kids. And 
I mean, honestly, for the country as a whole, the idea is crazy. Definitely, man. I mean, that's that's outside the box. So basically, what the the app is about, um, he basically made it for people to be able to. Um, it's almost like making planning to go hoop somewhere without even having to text somebody. So basically, you right. like clock in like you would do at work, and um, you know you say, "Oh, I'm hooping here," and you drop your location, and then um, he basically. You can go off of that, and it lets you know. It notifies you by colors and this and that on, uh, you know, where they're hooping at. Is it active? And you can even go as far as to um, uh, check and see what the level of talent is there. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more things. And you actually uh, hit me up once you've seen the app and uh, told me about, the, um, you know, the badges and stuff like that. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. It's like it's real life 2K. Exactly. So. The thing is, yeah, like you were saying, bro, I mean, it allows for players, coaches, parents, anyone really interested in the game to find some open runs throughout their city, whether that's at a local park, whether that's at a a school gym, whether that's really anywhere, man. I mean, this guy programmed essentially Google Maps into this application, kind of like it would be with like Uber or anything to that extent, but it's solely for basketball, so... I know me and you, we both have coaching accounts on there. So right. anyone in the Baltimore area, anyone in the Sharon area, they can hit us up on that run app. and we can. It's a way for us as coaches and trainers to put our work out there and kind of say, hey, we're going to be at this park at this time. Come get the work in. Exactly, bro. So it's, it's a way for us to expand our brand, but it's also a way for us to get more kids the opportunity to either train or – really just run i mean it's a it's a crazy idea it's a crazy environment to to have at the touch of your fingers on your phone i mean shoot i wish we had this when we were growing oh, up truth man. Be told. you know how crazy the wreck would have been because the runs back home were crazy yeah. but if we knew the time the date which court who's gonna be there why should i go there i mean the the results would be insane yeah, it, it, so yeah it's like, for sure I mean, my thing is, so when I logged on there, there was already multiple parks within my literal general vicinity here in South Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I live in Baltimore City, but my little town is South Baltimore. Okay, okay. Um, there was a couple parks in my neighborhood that was on the app where I could post like, hey, I'm going to be here. Who wants to get the work in? Wow, that's crazy. I haven't done that yet. I need yeah, to. Yeah, you got to. I've been a little busy the last couple uh, weekends in that sense, but... Yeah, I mean, and you checked it out back home. You think it could blow up back in the Western PA area? It, it could. We just got to, um, you know, actually get the hooping back around here like it was. You know what I mean? Like, we right. we didn't right. mind going to hoop all day, all night. Um, you know you know how we was just hooping. And now it's like kids might hoop. They might not. And it's, um, if we could show them a good time as far as, like, you know, maybe using the app once or – scheduling something on there and give mm-hmm. them a good time i think i think the app will really blow up because like you said the um it's a real life 2k swear that's the thing like me and you as coaches we could have kids coming to us and then we see y'all account on our app right and then i can be like all right i want to give this kid gold uh sharpshooter because he was knocking down shots right. today which is pretty crazy. I mean, that definitely keeps the kids invested. I mean, you know how it goes on the game. You want to just keep building and building your uh, my player. Right? Exactly. 
So it's my player in real exactly. life. Exactly. So it's like, man, I mean, we definitely got to give a shout out to Yanka for yeah, shout out to you, man. reaching out to us. Uh, like we said, the application is titled Run, R-U-N. It's a black photo with a red emblem on it. It's on the uh, cover photo for this episode this week. So all, all you guys listening, whether you're an adult or a kid, because like I said, you don't got to be just a coach or a, a youth player. You could get up on there as a 21, 22, 28-year-old dude yeah. and go find some Especially runs. Especially directly so, I mean, people, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, shout out to Yankee. Like you said, man, we're going to have him on here for sure. Um, got to. You know, it's only right. He reached out to us. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He, he saw us off the strength of he liked what um, – we do on our Instagram. So um, mm-hmm. I feel like that speaks testament to what we're doing as far as trying to push our brand, trying to, um, right. you know, just expand what we know and what we do as far as with basketball and um, how we express how much we love the game, honestly. Right. Yeah, man. We'll definitely be tagging them in this episode. So if y'all want to follow them, go right ahead. And yeah, we'll get him on here sooner than later, for sure. For definitely, sure. man. What's another topic for this episode, bro? Uh, next one, I got. We got to talk about Ty Lue heading to the Clippers. That's big. So I mean, last episode, I believe it was, we saw and we talked about Doc getting let go by the Clips after being there for a minute, and now obviously he's over in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and then. About 15 days later, we see Ty Lue get announced as a new head coach. So, I mean, as, what, were your, what were your initial takeaways from that? Uh, <laughs> it may, I don't know. I, we have, like, we like Ty Lue on the Breaking Barriers pod, but then again, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's big, bro. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. kind of expected it just because of the fact when they brought him on, uh, I was skeptical from the jump because he wasn't there last year on the staff mm-hmm. so when they brought him in this year along with Kawhi and them I, I was kind of telling people already um Doc gotta win this year or he out they got the next man up right now yeah exactly him. so I was I was kind of already saying it but then again I'm like I remember he was in a front office or something with something Doc was with the Clippers what was he again bro he was like the director of basketball operations okay so I knew he had that and then um you know, just also the time and longevity he had there. So I, I mm-hmm. was kind of naive to it. But then once I saw, like, how much pressure they was putting on them to be better than the Lakers, which they got a long way to go, right. um, you know, I kind of figured um, there was a chance he would get it. And then once I saw it, I was actually kind of excited for him because he's back coaching. But then again, um, he got to prove himself too. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, he is a, a winning head coach. He's a championship head coach. No, it wasn't just all LeBron back in Cleveland a couple years ago, as much as uh, a lot of people think. <laughs> um, I mean, shoot, he's been around the league for a minute, right? And as we, I think we can all attest that a lot of these guys that float around the league and stick around the league, they do stay within the league. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy to just get, get the boot from one job and then disappear forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyone finds their niche, whether it's with another uh, organization as an assistant, or you instantly get that next call to be, hey, I want you as my head coach now. Right, exactly. So, I mean, 
I think, like you said, since he's been there this past season, I think he might be able to control that locker room a little bit more efficiently than Doc, just because he has that experience coaching with Braun, with Kevin Love, he Jr. I mean, he had, the biggest diva, Kyrie. I was gonna say he had characters in that locker room, oh, right? So he can kind of flip the switch, take it over to LA, and be like, "Yo, like this is what we gotta do." And that, I mean, it it really comes down to if those guys listen to him yeah. and rock with him. So I mean, I think it's a good move for the Clippers. I mean, I don't think they're gonna catch the Lakers just yet based off that one move, but. It's a viable move. For One sure. thing though that will make it interesting for both LA teams is they got money to move people around and make right. something happen. So, you know, that's on that's something to be on the lookout. But another reason I think it's a good move is because he's another defensive coach. You know, so he's yeah. a he's a um Doc is a, a well known defensive coach. They they thrive on defense. Um the only reason why I feel like this could be better for him is because I felt like um, you know how your parents are when you know all your friends is over and they try to be that cool parent and they try so hard. You're, was that dog? Yeah, I feel like that was dog. To be honest <laughs> with you, like um, you know, I feel like he was too lenient. Like I sent you something before. They said Kawhi was showing up to um, he would show up to um the the flights late. Yeah, he wouldn't even be with the team. Yeah, like like he wouldn't even be in LA. A lot of things he was doing was you know, come on, man. It's just individual. Exactly. You know? and, and and Paul George was getting favored too, you know, and it's end of the day, that's telling you, you know, he was more so thinking they could turn it on and off like we said last episode. And we saw that they weren't that good. And they obviously didn't have no chemistry. And um mm-hmm. I, from what I heard, you know, on Ty Lu as a coach and as a person, he's a real stand up guy. He don't take crap. And um, you know, I feel like he would call Kawhi on his stuff and then they'll be on Kawhi to to deal with it, and um, if he that soft, then get up out of there, and if not, bring him a ring. For real, and that's the thing, I mean, so you think Ty Lue will actually hold these guys accountable and be like, yo, like, you are playing tonight, you're not having another day off of rest, and, because, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, throughout the regular season, they, like, never played together. Exactly, and I, and I do think he will do that, because, like you had stated earlier, he coached LeBron, and and Kyrie, and um, come on, man. If, if we see what, how Kyrie is in the media, uh, if you could keep that tame, and um, you know, and then if you can get the the best player in the world to buy into your system, and you never was a head coach nowhere. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi don't listen, it don't matter what you respect him as as a coach. Um, if you can't listen, and LeBron can, that just speaks volumes on why LeBron is where he's at, and the player he is year in and year out and why you still haven't passed him. For sure. And that's the thing, too. I mean, I think we've seen this on two ends of the spectrum, being a player one and being a coach two, where your head coach definitely holds your quote-unquote best player to a higher standard, right? So you always expect a little bit more out of that guy, whether it's when you're running sprints, you kind of expect him to be at the front of the pack, right? Mm-hmm. When you're going over gameplay, you want him to be very, very vocal within the gym. There's just kind of levels to being that top-tier guy, right? right. So if Ty Lu, which I think we both think he's going to hold Kawhi accountable for those uh, actions there as being the guy. And like you said, if Kawhi don't want to step up to the plate, I mean, 
that just shows he's not really built for that. Exactly, bro. And uh, honestly, it, it frustrates me because, like, like we always say, stop the comparisons. But this guy, Max Kellerman, until this year playoffs, that guy would have sold his soul and his crib to tell you that Kawhi was the best player in the league. He's a clown, bro. And I'm like, you're a boxing analyst. How are you going to tell somebody about <laughs> basketball? But, um, you know, I, I, I said that to say um, Kawhi definitely got a long way to go. I mean, let's be honest. You, you stepped your game up uh, your second year in the league. But it took you five years in the league just to average 20. So, uh, yeah, yeah right. you're a two-time champion, but you still got a lot of work. <laughs> and if people like the late, great Kobe, MJ, LeBron, if, if they could come in year in and year out, play every game, listen to their coach, buy into the system, who are you to act different? Right. And honestly, that just speaks to kind of like you were touching on earlier with your guys, but it's on the other side. So you were saying your kids right now are just very, very hungry to be in the gym, and they're very uh, professional in the sense that they act older than their age, right? Exactly. But then you definitely know there are some kids, some players you worked with that aren't that. They're uh, very immature, to put it nicely, and they're used to things being handed to them, yep. right? It's kind of a give-me-that type of mindset. Come here and just play 5-on-5 so five five type stuff. Right. So I think Kawhi might have that within his noggin a little yep. bit, which is tough because, I mean, dude should not be thinking like that right now, especially at this point in his career with all the comparisons and all the all the money being thrown at him for real. I don't think at all, bro. I mean, so, I mean, ah, it's tough, man. I really hope Ty Lue can kind of whip him in the shape. I mean, personally, I'd rather see the Lakers continue their dominance over the Clippers, but <laughs> in a few years, I wouldn't mind the Clippers kind of taking the reins. Only reason why I want to see what it's really made of is because of the fact we sat here all year, we built these guys up. You know, we gave Paul George and and Kawhi credit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people was going as far as to say they might be the best duo to ever play, bro. And I'm just like, I highly doubt that. I don't care if they bring however many rings that they contract, give them. They still won't ever be the best duo <laughs> to me. Heck no. Um, but, you know, you know they, they just had so many expectations, and I feel like they failed. And then Paul George, for him to slip there and say in an interview, um, I don't think we failed as a team because the championship wasn't our goal. That was everybody else's goal. Well, if that's not y'all goal, then the reason why y'all season looked the way it did at the end show. Right. And, I mean, wow. that that just makes no sense. I mean – any athlete, any competitor, the end goal is to come out on top. So it's like those, the words that you just spoke don't even make sense to the average guy. It can't. I mean, how are you playing? <laughs> and you talking about you're the most competitive person that you know. And you're sitting up here saying that wasn't our goal because we knew we had to get gain chemistry. When the yeah, Lakers bro, that, built this team in what, bro? A month, literally? couple months. Yeah, I mean, low-key, yeah, bringing in all those dudes for the bubble. I mean, Jr. And you go and win uh, Dion, I mean, cats, like, they didn't really play too much, but you know they got that winning instinct and just bring that mentality about, yeah, like, I'm here for one reason, it's to get a ring, so. Yeah. Exactly, bro. And I love the Lakers mentality, the whole bubble playoff, because you could just see it. You could see how hungry they was. They lose one game, they're not losing that next one. 
Right. And it's not about always necessarily not losing back-to-back games. It's just about the fact their mentality was, all right, you got us. We're going to go and look at what we messed up at, and we win in that next game. Like, I watched Frank Vogel's interview, and not to ch- take the subject off the Clippers, but I oh, no, you're but cool. I watched his interview, and um, you could just see the disgust in his face from losing in the finals. And he flat out said it. He said um, losing a game in the finals is the worst feeling ever. Um, but you could see, like, it trickled down from your leader all the way to your team. And um, I didn't feel like the Clippers had that hunger, that hunger as much as the Lakers did. Right, right. I mean, it even brings back to – Coach Sarver at Sharon High School setting stuff up for y'all in the the younger younger levels of Sharon basketball. So it's like if your dude up top isn't uh, in top-notch shape, he's not dialed in, he's not focused, he's not sick, kind of like Vogel was after losing one game, then your program, then your franchise just really isn't going to come out the way you want it to. So, at all. I mean, man, it's a team effort, man. It's a team game in all aspects of it, so – yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, even switching to the Lakers, bro, you've seen all the talk about the season coming back in December with free agency beginning in November. And I've seen Danny Green say today that if the league, if the season does start in December, that a lot of dudes on the Lakers won't even be playing for the first month. Oh, man. I mean. Key, key name LeBron. This, my only question is, unless you spoke to him yourself and he didn't mind you saying that, how do you figure that he ain't going to be there? Right, he just name-dropped him. <laughs> like, So that makes me wonder, Like, did LeBron say that? Because if he didn't, you shouldn't be saying that. Because I, like, I feel like LeBron might be there from the beginning to the end. Yeah, and like, honestly, I feel like if he does want to sit out, that's on him to bring it out to the media. And exactly. not, Dan, not Danny Green, who, I mean, we talked about the last couple of episodes. He he won a title, second in a row, but we know he didn't really show up in that in the final series. So Any of the series. Of all, of all people, I don't know why he's the one to kind of leak that. Mm-mm. I mean. You and me both, bro. I don't know. I mean, I feel LeBron in the sense that it is a very, very quick turnaround. It is. And if you think if you think about it, bro, I mean, right now, like the season just ended about two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the bubble, technically that would have been leading into or starting LeBron's 18th year in the NBA, but he was still finishing year 17, finishing out strong, yeah, and winning a chip, right? So that's the thing. Like, he definitely needs to chill a little bit, relax a little bit. He was in that bubble for a long time, long from beginning than most to the dudes. end. Literally. So he needs to go home and take care of his body, take care of his mental, be with his family. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, if he sat out for a couple of games, I wouldn't be mad. You can't, bro. I mean, he didn't give us greatness for every year he didn't sign up for the NBA. It's not like he's 18 anymore. I, I, exactly. <laughs> like, people don't understand, bro. He was literally in year 17 slash 18 in the bubble. and Which is crazy. And played like he was still in Miami. Or Cleveland the first time. And then, like you just touched on, bro, um, if he do sell a couple games, I don't feel like that hurt anything because if you really think about it, while they was in the bubble, everybody who wasn't in the bubble was starting their training camp. You know what I mean? So let that sink in. We should really be starting preseason. Honestly. So you got to respect it because, I mean – 
it's what October twenty seventh today, and yes, me and my team play November eighth, and that'll be here before you know it. So imagine just winning a championship this past month, and then turn around and you here in December twenty second will be here. That's just, I mean, that's just it's, it's absurd. It's un it's unheard of, and obviously we know this year has been just different due to COVID, due to everything that's going on. But like going back to LeBron playing in year 17 slash 18, you got to think too, this dude has literally been to the finals. How many times in the last 10 years, this dude has competed for team USA. How many times in all the years he's been eligible? Like he doesn't take a break. Mm -mm. So if this cat wants to sit out for a little bit in year 18 slash 19, Go right with ahead. With a ring? Why not? Because <laughs> go right ahead, you don't man. Come back that much harder, <laughs> you know. And right. Everybody know how much money LeBron spends on his body every year. You, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. and you gotta understand. He's smart for doing that because that's the longevity, and that's why he has the longevity he has. It's an investment, man. Bro, the the only injury I ever heard of this man having is a sprained ankle or a cramp. That ain't no, that ain't human. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. I, I remember breaking my fingers in, in games, d- doing all this other stuff, and this cat can't even – he got his finger taped just because he want to. Right. Like, come on, man. You got to respect it. Um, Like you said, bro, I don't feel like Danny Green should have been the one to say it just because of the fact – Um, why is you even talking about LeBron when the interview is with you? I know. And, like, the season just ended. Why are you bringing that up already? Exactly. Even if someone asked you that, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, like, Everyone's taking some time to be with their family. We like, just won. We'll re we'll regroup here in a in a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah, we just won. Let's let's focus on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I I wouldn't mind it. I feel like a lot of teams will probably do that if they start back in December twenty second. The ones that play like later on, probably like Denver, mm-hmm. um, you know, L A. Of course, Miami, Miami, and Boston. I feel like they'd be the ones that probably their stars are probably. Um, very. I feel like Boston is still young, them in Miami. So maybe not them necessarily, but um, you gotta respect it, bro. That, the bubble was different, you know. People, it was a whole different breed, bro. People was sitting up there talking about, you know, um, the mental side of things, but you don't understand, like when you go home, what it's like to have your family, you know, make you forget about the game. So right. um, you know, for them to, you know, um, have to stay out there. And deal with that, um, you know, shout out to them. You got to respect it. And um, the great Adam Silver is trying to make it to where they can have fans again. So we got to stay For tuned sure. with everything. Is, time's moving fast, man. I mean, with the season just ending, we got the draft coming up soon. We got the pro combine occurring, I think, now. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on within these, like, two months Leading into this upcoming season, I mean, we're about to have a lot to talk about for sure. Oh, man, I mean, I, I'm excited, bro. You know, somebody asked me, like, um, what's up with your podcast? Is y'all going to do seasons or is y'all just going to, you know, just keep ride it till the wheels fall off? And I was like, why not ride it till the wheels fall off? You know? Yeah, bro. We can't, we can't overcomplicate things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just keep going. You know. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's how you build it. And, um, you know, honestly, like you said, we – it's giving us more time to get everything we need. Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, honestly, like I was saying, we can't overcomplicate things within this whole podcasting world. And 
Honestly, man, obviously, most of the pods I listen to are basketball-based. And there really aren't seasons, man. I mean, you kind of just keep rocking when episode one through whenever you stop. So we're just going right. to keep going. Nothing wrong with that. And, and be honest, bro, you, you can't have no season right now when it's COVID. You right. got to, um, you know, pretty much keep people <laughs> on their toes. For so. sure. And that's just more editing and more more uh, <sighs> tough stuff that we don't really do. We're, we're basketball coaches. We don't, we don't mess with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and if they see what we go through with this stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard getting on here sometimes, man. Even making the uh, little graphic, bro. I'm sitting there oh like, struggling. <laughs> if they see what we go through when we got a FaceTime right after we just get done talking for almost an hour, then we got FaceTime. Oh, bro, can we drop it? They they understand no seasons, man. Just one one long one till we ready to be famous and do something else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. So two more things here, bro, before we sign off. Let's get to it. One being Mikey Williams debuting with his new school out in Carolina. Yeah, man. So, honestly, bro, before we even get into that, we definitely got to touch on him and that uh, collab he had with Drake. Mm, that was crazy. That was crazy. Let let everybody remember, I know we talk about Mikey a lot. This dude is a sophomore in high school, and he <laughs> is working, essentially, with Drake. Bro, do you, do you understand how crazy, like, that... Like and to him, if you talk to him, it don't matter how crazy he said. That's normal to him. It's just another day, bro. That's today. I mean, we talk about it all the time too. Social media is a very powerful tool to not mm-hmm. only guys our age but the youth. And that's what we got to remember. This is a kid. He's he's what like fifteen, maybe gonna be sixteen here this year. Like this is a kid that has so much publicity, twenty four seven, so much clout that he is able to know, be friends with, and work with a guy like Drake before his sophomore season. And, bro, he's also able to be mature. Right. Like, like he is. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, we, we talk about it still. Like, even when we're not on here, um, when we have our personal conversations, we just talk about the gift of the Internet, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, for, and for him to be with essentially the biggest rapper in the game right now as far as money wise right you you know that's bringing in money for himself that's what i was gonna say what's he making bro and and if if he is which he probably is is he going to school will he be able to go to school college i'm talking and you know that's crazy you just said that because i was literally just about to ask you if he's making money for himself he could still technically go to school right I mean, I... because you got to have your own business. I feel like I read somewhere as long as you have your own business as or long... you work for it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if he is claiming himself as an individual in that sense, he right. can. But if he put pen to paper signing with OVO, then I don't think he can. You mean that signing with them as far as like he won a shoe deal or somewhere? Yeah, like if he's just like on their like publicity team like or even just signing a contract in the sense like he is an actor for that shoot that particular shoot video shoot yeah i, I th- did throw it off i think that would hinder him because i mean we all know we've talked about it a lot but this dude he he's very passionate at least in the sense of potentially going to an hbcu within the next couple of years when he's able to right so i hope 
stuff like this doesn't alleviate him from doing stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if there's money involved and that bag is right there with with Drake, I, I don't blame <laughs> him, bro. I mean, and who wouldn't want to do something with Drake? I mean, that's that's iconic. So, right, um, you know, shout out to shout out to Drake for basically being a big homie. And he's you know, big, he's big in the basketball world for real. Man, what Mr. Canadian Canadian himself, man. <laughs> I mean, and that's that you know it's crazy. I heard somebody say it literally like that. They was from Canada. And I said, You mean Mr. Canada himself? They said, No, we say Mr. Canadian. So Mr. I said, okay. Canadian. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm a you know, I'm gonna say it like y'all before y'all beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll rock with it. I'll rock with it. <laughs> but I mean, just the the uh him himself, the clout he have, bro. Um, it's it's big, man. And you know they always say, anyways, rappers want to be hoopers and hoopers want to be rappers. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think we had a little segment or something on that before. Yeah, well, and, uh, we're about to dive into that here soon, too. Honestly, I'll show you. Exactly. I'll show you in a couple minutes, but yeah. So you know, what I mean, that's that's essentially big for Mikey, and um, you know, it's. It's gonna be special. I feel like whatever they do together would be dope. So, right. Uh, shout out to him for sure, and man. O- and OVO. Yeah. So diving back into the basketball world with Mikey. So we know he transferred to Lake Norman Christian School, which was a shock to a lot of people, including us. Yeah. And I remember I found that photo of the Lake Norman Christian School team. At least I thought it was from last year. Evidently, mm. it wasn't because that team was. I mean, no offense. I mean, to me, really, it was just a bunch of little white dudes standing there, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, why would Mikey Williams Ramley go join that team? You know what I'm saying? Coming from white chocolate itself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, reading after their their debut this past weekend. So his high school essentially played in an AAU tournament where a bunch of different schools were playing under different names just to kind of classify it as AAU, okay. not like a preseason tourney. So, his team, Lake Norman, these cats, they have nine other Division One recruits on that team. <laughs> wow. So, they basically try to make a, a little state run, I see. They have to. I mean, we know Mikey currently is ranked number three in the class of 2023. But now, he's playing with nine other Division One recruits, which is, I mean, that's ten dudes. That's your whole squad. Like, I about to say, bro, that's two starting lineups. I mean, I've seen they a couple guards. They have a couple bigs ranging from six seven to seven foot. I mean, oh my! Like th- this school is about to be different, and it's cool so, that it's not it's not technically a prep school either. It's just a Catholic okay. school. I know we've okay. seen that back home. Um, I might have went to a school like that. We don't know, but. uh yeah, man, it's it's crazy. So now we can really see what Mikey's about. And I was talking to you earlier about it over just text. I think now we can really see the true point guard instincts of Mikey Williams, which is important for him moving right. forward to the collegiate or professional level because I say this generously, he's only 6'2", only. But we know <laughs> in the NBA that's not a big guard, right? So. Right. For him to kind of get the keys to the show now, run the one with other dudes that can actually score the ball and do different things with the ball, off the ball. It's going to be crazy for Mikey Williams these next couple of years. It is, bro. And I that's I also wanted to ask you that. Like, 
do you think he made that move out of um, maybe wanting to increase his chances at being number one? Yeah, I mean, you know, just being an athlete, being a competitor, you want to be the top, right? So I think he – it comes back to him being very, very mature for his age too, like we talked about. Um, I think he's thinking in the sense that what I was just saying, like I bet you a lot of scouts want to see me rock the one. They know I can right. go score whenever I want, but can I run an offense? Right. So I think he went somewhere where he's seen, all right, there's nine other top-tier athletes on this team. They can give me the keys. They can let me rock, and I'll, I'll just run the show in that sense. So, yeah, he definitely weighed out his options, and I think it's going to end up being a, a successful move for him. I do too, bro. And the thing about it is I, I was still wondering how his teammates from his old school took it. Yeah. And why wouldn't they just let him run point guard? You know, I mean, I'm not saying he literally moved all the way that many miles to play point guard. Right. When he, he literally could have went to any school. But um, he could have went I mean, to Sierra know, Canyon right there. I mean, exactly. And, and, and be honest with you, bro, that's what I was going to ask you next. If you load up with a, I mean, you did say last episode he had family out there where he moved to, right? Right. Yep. Okay. So I'm okay. Okay. I mean, I understand that. But besides that, if you're going to go load up with them guys, why wouldn't you just load up with Sierra Canyon as well? Is that your pride talking? Because, you know, he was in a lot of interviews. I would never load up with them. Right. And he he was kind of ticked off because people were saying that he got his fame through LeBron. Yeah. So that's a lot of reason why he didn't play AAU with them this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's like he's trying to, like, go in between that line. So it's like. I'm not going to team up with these well-known players like Bronny and the whole Sierra Cannon roster, to be honest. But I'm going to go somewhere that's very similar talent-wise to Sierra Canyon, but it's a little bit more under the radar, so I look like I'm making this team. Exactly. Exactly. And could it be that, um, you know, he, he maybe planned it out from the start? We don't know anything. You know, it's just so many questions you can ask about it, like what really makes sense about it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm excited to see what he do down there. Right. I mean, honestly, even over the weekend, man, he was still the leading point getter for his squad because he's still he's a bucket. We know that. Uh, But a lot of the clips I was seeing, he's actually bringing the rock up. He's throwing lobs. He's not receiving them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a new environment for him. So, somebody we, else got to put on the show besides just him. Right. So, we'll, we'll see him grow in that sense. And I think it's a good move for him. I mean, like you said, it's kind of weird in the sense he could have went to a school a little closer to his immediate family there, but we don't know the, the intrinsics of it. Exactly. And so, um, you know. It's it's big for that school he at, and it's big for him wherever he go. Um, he'll make noise wherever he go because he's just a hooper. I mean, like you said, he only going into a sophomore year was hooping with pros already. Crazy. So, um, you know, shout out to him. Hopefully, he, this this move is his best move, and um, hopefully, he's still looking at putting on one of the HBCUs for sure, for sure. And um, you know, I'm just interested to see what his career hit for. Right. It's just crazy, man. We've talked about this cat like three or four times on the pod, and we have to keep reiterating he's going into a sophomore year of high school. <laughs> like I feel like we, I feel like we didn't pass his sophomore junior year. 
Right. And we should already be saying he's going into a senior year. And that's he reminds me a lot, at least within the clout atmosphere of LaMelo Ball. Just there's yeah. no cameras on him from a very young age. And, like, I feel like we've been talking about Melo for so long. We definitely have, but he's still only 18 entering the NBA draft this year. Like, I feel exactly. like he's been in the league for a minute. So, like we touched on, man, social media, it's a powerful thing. It definitely is. So one more question about Mikey, bro. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think he he possibly also took that route so he didn't face as much scrutiny for joining up with other um hoopers? Yeah, for sure. That's the thing. Like kind of like I said, like he doesn't want to join that quote unquote super team, but he wants to join a team that's good that can boost his stock, where it also looks like he's leading the show. I guess so. If he joined a, a super team, it makes it look like oh, like. He can't get it done on his own, so he's going to this little unknown. Which he can't. Right. So he's going to, to this little, quote-unquote, unknown school, and he can rock it out and kind of grow with that school and keep growing his personal game along with the team atmosphere, too. And that that's the only thing, bro. Like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Te- teaming up with Bronny and them, that sounds real good just because of the fact I'm trying to win. Right. You already know you're going to go to the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they in the league talking <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think they in the league talking about now. Um, yeah, we're going to draft Mikey first. You know, so I mean, he got time. He got people that could possibly be better than him. Right. Coming up. There's so many things that we don't know about, but um, I think I would have been greedy because you look at that, he possibly have a chance of winning three state championships in a row. Right. Had you go to Sierra Canyon. Honestly, bro, even Natty titles. Yeah, exactly, bro. And that puts you on to even – depends on what this school do. But, I mean, you know, Sierra Canyon, they was moving around all – bro, they, they had – They are playing in they China, bro. Bro, at high school. <laughs> they Like, they talked about it, bro. They traveled more than some college programs. Division One, high Division One program. They're on ESPN every other night, bro. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. They, they was – you know, so, I mean – um, and you know they could bring in essentially anybody they they put their eyes on. So I think I would have think I would have been greedy and took that move. Yeah, I mean, hey, you you could have came to Kennedy, bro. I'm I'm gonna end it with that. But you know you you ain't invite me over, bro. You was on your uh, Mikey tip. You was trying to do it on your own. <laughs> oh man. Well, to a- a- end the show here, Mark, just uh. Something a little different. I seen this on Facebook. I think, okay. I think Vegas shared it. So shout out to Vegas. He's always within the hoop world on Facebook, and Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, shout out my boy, man. But I seen this. It's like essentially comparing NBA players to rappers, and there's a few different qualities like listed next to them. And I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty interesting. So I just want to get your thoughts. Okay, okay. So they were saying the first comparison was LeBron and Drake. So they're Ooh. saying known for their dominance over a long period of time, change the way uh-huh. the game is played, loves, te- loves teaming up with great features. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. Um, I mean, it's accurate and funny, honestly. It's accurate. As, I mean, the internet is forever undefeated. Facts. So. But I mean that is accurate though. I mean you look at their clout. I, I'm not gonna sit up here and quote for all my my Drake fans. <laughs> they, you know they they crucify me for saying it, but 
uh, you know, I don't know when he came in, but I mean, him and Braun definitely been around for around the same period of time. Facts. And um, you know, it, it's it's accurate for sure. Drake Drake can't step out nowhere without a camera being ready to be flicked. Mm-hmm. LeBron can't either, so um, I can see no, that. So I like that comparison. I like that one. The next definitely. one was Kobe and Kanye. Oh no! So the, that's why like, I that seen it, but cuss. then I'm I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, maybe. So hear it out. They're saying I know why. They're saying own the two thousands. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're saying mentored by the goat. They're saying known for being perfectionists of their craft, and wildly successful and heavily influenced future generations. Still don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ever disrespect Kobe like that again? I, that's like I. I mean, I'm just thinking back to when we were younger. Like, I don't remember Kanye being like that. I mean, I I messed with him <sighs> to some extent, but he's hot. But he wasn't. I'm sorry. I don't feel like he was with everybody's making him. Yeah, he's a good lyricist and stuff. Like, he's a dope rapper. Don't get me wrong, but and it's not even because the antics he do now or did. It's just I never saw him running the 2000s like everybody really made it. Seem. That was Wayne. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, if you got a feature from Wayne, or if you hear Wayne on or anything, that you're winning, you know. And like, like they honestly, like they say about Drake now, like if Drake hop on your song or if he shouted out or anything, it's gonna go right. That's how that's how Wayne was up until Wayne put Drake on. If you ask me, yeah. So, no, that's um, nice. and that's what. So they had the next comparison is with Lil Wayne. They had Lil Wayne okay. and T Mac, Tracy McGrady. Hell no. So they're saying I, they're saying mon- they're saying monsters in their primes with steep declines, and then it says frequently pitted against Kobe and Kanye in the two thousands, and it said oh, pre- precursor to Braun and Drake. So let me ask you a question, bro. <laughs> if you, <laughs> oh, bro. So so okay. So Wayne was up for then the whole two thousand, like we said, right? So if if he like that and he put Drake on, what more do he need to compete with? That's what I mean. Like, I we could go on and on about the whole comparisons. Just like basketball, same thing with rap. Right. Wayne Wayne is my goat, just because that's who we grew up with. And I mean, Man, that's everybody. Goat. I mean, T Mac was crazy. Do not get me wrong, but like I, you, I feel like you could have flip flop Kobe and Wayne. Wayne. And- yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is That's no disrespect saying. to T Mac because dude was a dog. Don't get me wrong, but Kanye is just weird. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye's weird, and Kanye's the T Mac of the rap game. If you ask me, Kanye. Okay, so this is how I compare him. T Mac has some some monster years. Mm-hmm. Kanye has some some good years. T Mac had them years where his knees went act right. Kanye had them. Well, he's still he got, yeah. He now. got years when he's just saying some uh, goofy stuff. Where he's cr- where he's crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, leave it leave it to that man. The, they were slaves for forty years because they asked it. So right. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I mean, come on, man. Lil Wayne made a song about Kobe, bro. Right. That's like I feel like that's such an easy duo. That's an easy collab right there. Right. That's yeah. That, they got to switch those ones. All right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> This next one here is Jordan, so MJ and Jay Z. Ooh, okay, I like that. They both billionaires now. Ain't That's it? what. So they said, considered the goat. They're saying golden era products, 
And they're saying black billionaires who became owners in their own industries. So, yeah, I like that one. That's definitely a valid com- uh, comparison there. But that's also – so they're saying Jordan mentored Kobe, and they're saying Jay-Z mentored uh, Kanye. They got to stop Which, that, like, that, that's not <laughs> – That's recent, bro. Right, right. <laughs> that's not it, bro. And I don't, I don't even – I don't know. Would you consider that mentoring? Because I thought they was, like, at one point in time business partners. They definitely – Kanye and Jay-Z. They definitely were. I mean, like before they fell out. Yeah, so that's that's the thing too. They fell out. Where Jordan right. and Kobe, I mean, they rocked with each other till till the end. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, bro. That <laughs> I just thought this was funny to bring up. And then the last one, it's more modern, I guess you could say. Steph Curry and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> they said prematurely build as next up, change the way the game is played. Been on a hiatus recently, where Steph's been hurt, bro. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> so like, it's the, he got hurt this year. Like you said, the internet is funny; it's all jokes. But like, to some extent, I feel like these comparisons were valid. But there's definitely some comedy behind them too. Yeah, but you know that behind that comedy to us, believe it or not, some people really believe that stuff. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Like the ones that's making. Oh, it, you like, know, you know, them like, Facebook fingers were gone. Oh, bro, do, do you know how many people I still argue with to this day? And it's not it's not even about the comparisons this time. Like, you know how many people I argue with, with Michael Jordan who say he didn't play no competition? Oh, my gosh. It's just like somebody somebody really had enough nerve to tell me that they feel like the reason why Michael Jordan can't be the greatest is because he didn't play as many NBA legends as LeBron. So oh I'm like, gosh. all the guys MJ had to go through in the day, he those was – uh, just bombs, Hall of Famers. You know, yeah, you know, like those are Hall of Famers that you talk about. So, like, you know, for these people who got these Facebook finger, um, face, Facebook fingers and Twitter fingers, right. they really believe this stuff. So don't don't let this list fool y'all. Breaking barriers. No, nah, man, this is this is just a fun way to end the show. That's all. That's yeah, all. don't let that fool y'all, man. <laughs> for y'all have a hot debate on Twitter that we don't need. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but man but no, yo oh man so i i think yo. that's it my guy episode 34 breaking barriers pod definitely got to everybody keeps spreading our content man we've been growing a lot recently and the love's been crazy i know we say that every episode right. but it's just because it's true it's jumping like that it's yeah, just because it's, it's true and like keep following us on all of our socials gz hoops breaking barriers training and we got a lot in store for y'all so keep uh exactly Keep shouting us out. Keep glowing us up, and we'll keep putting out the content. That's all. We keep showing love back like we do. Uh, I mean, everybody always on Twitter anyways and Instagram hitting us up, having conversations. So right. hit us up and talk some hoop, uh, whatever free agent move or anything you see. Yes, sir. Because it is still considered free agency right now. So Yep, yep, yep. Whatever you see, tap in. And, um, you know, before we go, we got to spread our appreciation to – Anchor and um, you know the whole game. Yes, man. sir. Thanks, to Anchor, for letting me actually get on the app tonight. <laughs> hey, they 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 freed my boy G out the slammer, man. <laughs> About time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. So you know, that's another episode. We about to get up off here, get this episode up and out, and I'll tap in with you. Bro. Yes, sir. Talk to you later.